Whether it's for work or play, we rely on home internet so much these days. Being connected and staying connected has never been more important. So if you want reliable internet bought you at speed, switch to Aussie Broadband. It only takes a few minutes to sign up and their 100% Australian-based support team are ready to help. Aussie Broadband, the actual Aussie way. Find out more at aussiebroadband.com.au. T's and C's apply. G'day guys, welcome back to Dylan Friends. Your how exciting first episode back of 2023 and there genuinely is no better way to start than one of our favourites, absolute favourite guests, favourite people, favourite humans to get on the podcast is Emma Murray from High Performance Mindfulness. Love this chat. It was really cool. Like honestly, we've been chatting about this one for a while and I thought it was like a good time to always get her in as the first one just to regroup everyone, see what's going on, see what the trending, what's trending, sorry, what she thinks that we need to, um, you know, focus on in 2023. And um, yeah, it was great for me. So caught up a little bit about what's happened, what we chatted about last time, which was really, really cool. It was a bit about stress cycles and a bit about goal setting and, and the like. And yeah, we went through um, a really cool chat around that stuff and what we learned about those things and, and sort of just put in front of mind coming into the year ahead. And then we did something really, really cool, which I really enjoyed. Went through a bit of a workshop and set some goals. And this was something where like, I genuinely want you guys to listen to this. Um, and I hope that you want to listen to, to this and, and take notes yourself and try and do this um, in your own time. You might have to go back and cue point some times and go and listen to it. But she runs a bit of a workshop about what you know we want to get out of the year in ourselves, in our relationships, our work and business, finances, physical health, um, our emotional health, our spiritual health. And and a bit of a theme of the year that's set in that as well, which is which is does it fit? Another really cool part as well that we spoke about was references just for this year and gave a bit of advice. You know, she gave a bit of advice and I gave a couple of little bits and pieces on things that I do to, um, you know, keep myself in the best nick possible, whether that's um, what I'm reading or what apps I'm using, what daily habit that she's going to set for us and even social media accounts to follow. Um, I think we're past that point now where we, we understand social media is a part of our life and we have, we have to use it as our friend rather than try and avoid it totally. So she gave some great accounts to follow and trying to clean that up. But look, there was so much there. This episode went for so long, I, but it felt like I went for so far. So we're probably going to break it into into two parts, not because we want to you know slow it down or anything, but more just because we want to have the episode there and then you can you know finish one off and then go back and listen to the part two um, of the episode because it is... Uh, it is really, really interesting how yeah how long we went for, but I was also just had no idea how long I went for because it was so good. Anyway, I'll get into it now. IllyXX, thanks so much for tuning back in 2023. Cannot wait to have you on this awesome, awesome ride and hope you enjoy the first ep. Hi fam, it's Dylan's mum, Deborah. This is Dylan Friend. He gives you a back rub and says, you know, you're going well, Brian. Oh, special. Get comfortable, be uncomfortable. Mm. Just keep showing up and find a way. Cam was so nervous he couldn't swallow water. Carrying a sheet of paper with six names and said, Chief, we've got to cut these six blokes. Wow, shut up. I've just been barbed by a stingray, mate. I'm just yelling, oh, you saved my life, you saved my life, you saved my life. Thank you, thank you. I spent the last, I think it was a couple of weeks in jail. The deepest, darkest moments often bring about our biggest highs. Emma Murray. How are you, my friend? I am good. Ah, twenty twenty three. I know. First episode. <laughs> first episode. Of okay, I'm just stopping it no, right no, here. I was going to stop and say yeah. our relationship. Mm-hmm. We're just such good mates, aren't we? I don't want to talk about that. Okay. I want to talk about what I wanted to open with because it's important, more important than that. Okay, well, I don't know what's more important than that, but that's. It. I feel like we need to start this podcast with full disclosure yeah. to your audience. Okay. About the intention of this episode. The change about, I gave you maybe 72 hours notice of okay. changing the the intention, yes. Yes. Yeah, so what was, what were we supposed to be doing right now? A podcast. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So we were meant to be doing a podcast. You said to me last year, you'd like to do a podcast interviewing me. Yes. And I said, that would be great. Just yes. not right now. 
No, that's not what you said. <laughs> I said I would like to do a podcast yep. where you were the guest mm-hmm. on your own show because you your show is based on this premise of having an intimate relationship with your audience mm. and you bring these incredible guests in and you facilitate incredible conversations. But they don't know, other than your funny stories, they don't really know you. So Yeah. I, I think they might know a little bit about me. Oh, I, no, of yeah. course. Yes, they I do. They might know a little bit about me, but I, I agree. It's, it's one of those things... I found, and I was thinking about it coming in, I was obviously a deep overthinker on a lot of things, and Mm -hmm. we'll talk a lot about that today, but for me, I was like, well, how weird is it for the first episode of the year if I'm saying, hey, guys, here's a big pump up. I've got Emma Murray, my favourite person on the show, but she's interviewing me. Like, that would just be a little bit weird. I thought it was a bit, like, egocentric. Well, let me tell you how it panned out for me. So you call me and you say, (laughs) I'm chickened out. I think your words were, I'll just look like a complete flop if you interview me. And so I hang up and I say to my husband, oh, Dill's, you know, pulled the pin on me interviewing (laughs) for the first episode. And he goes, oh, he goes, what is he going to do then? And I said, well, he's going to interview me. (laughs) And he goes... You again, that's and I was like, Oh my gosh, that like, God, that, that doesn't fill me with much confidence. And he's like, Well, I would have thought the audience would be tired of that. No, by now. they're not tired of that. So then that afternoon, I go up to Rebel Sport to buy some socks. I haven't bought socks for like 20 years, yeah. I don't ever buy socks for yourself. Yes, my kids have taken all my socks. Mm. I go to Rebel Sport, this lovely guy serves me and gets all excited. He's like, I'm a Dylan Buckley fan. So he's excited to see me because of my connection to you. So he's really excited to serve me because I know you. And I was a little bit pent up by the fact that you had just pulled the pin on our great (laughs) podcast idea. So I said to the random guy in Rebel Sport, well, you would have heard Dill as a guest on his own podcast, (laughs) but he just pulled the pin on me today. And instead he's interviewing me. This guy looks so crestfallen. Like he just looked like shattered. And you know what he said to me? That's okay. I'll still listen. Oh, well, how nice is that? No, <laughs> like no, no. Like this sympathy vote for no, me. No, it's not a sympathy vote. You know that, We have a great, like, as I said, we're like good friends now. Yeah. Like we, we chat all the time, mm-hmm. don't we? Yeah. We're cool friends. We are. Yeah, okay. I was yeah, yeah. Well, you weren't really looking yeah. at me. You were like, yeah, yeah. No, well, we are. I was just still processing yeah, the okay. fact that you're setting me up to look like I send you text messages saying, hey, can you interview me? No, again? no, no. That's not it at all. We, we do the... Dylan Friends Best and Fairest of the Year, every single, and Sam will be nodding his head to this, their favourite part is to start the year off with a bit of Dylan M at mm-hmm. the start of the year. So I think together we can work on it. Okay. We'll definitely do the uh, interview one later out. in the year and we'll we'll move on. But I think, um, yeah, I think for me, I, I need a bit of Emma Murray in my life right now. I know everyone else does. So um, it's been good. But how have you been anyway? Did you listen to Will's episode? For those out there who know, Will Murray's mother, Emma, is our friend of the show had his podcast last year? Yeah. Did you have you had a chance to have a listen yet? It's not that I haven't had a chance. Yeah. I'm now a chicken. I'm yeah. too scared to do that. So Will has had incredible feedback around that podcast. Yeah. But for me as a parent, it's a bit like putting my head in the sand. If I don't know what he's really thinking and feeling, then I can't be if I can't experience pain or emotion around that. So I can, you know, pretend that everything is fine if I don't have to really hear his inner thoughts. Mm-hmm. Now, some people might judge me on that, that they can do what they want to do when their child is in that situation. 
But for me, disassociation works really well, which is me sitting outside of the space. Any therapist right now is like shaking their head, you know, it means that I haven't dealt with it and I haven't processed it and everything else, maybe, possibly, but I haven't listened to it. I really want to, Mm. but I don't want to hear, I don't want to hear the details of the beach because I don't have a picture in my mind of what it looked like when he had that accident. So I can't go back into that memory. So that's a bit I'm avoiding. I can can only um, imagine and completely understand your take on on it all, but I think you would be completely impressed and proud of what an incredible kid you know he is and yeah. how he's how he has a great perspective of what's happened and how he's using it yeah you know for, for everything better and, and a lot to come you know it was his 21st birthday on australia day mm. and he had a big party that you were invited to i was i was in noosa yeah you got an invite i had to scrounge <laughs> and have a all in brawl with him to get an invite <laughs> you know, as his mother who brought him into the world. But um, the speeches were incredible. He had multiple of his friends speak and just the overwhelming theme was Will's ability to connect to people and help others and really bring that strength to other people. So, you know, I think as a parent, you look at what your kid has achieved when Mm. they're 21, what accolades, what courses, what uni degrees, but... um, yeah, I was super proud on that night, that's for sure. For anyone who hasn't had a listen to that episode as well, number 174 with Will Murray, please go back and, and have a listen and you'll, you'll be in uh, in more context of the story. But, yeah, absolutely mm-hmm. unbelievable, super proud of Will and look forward to um, having him back in the studio this year. I know he's, yeah. he's a busy boy, so we're going to yeah. get him back in. As we said, we've moved on, we've we've shaken hands and we'll re- uh, we'll negotiate our, our next one that time. Uh-huh. I would like to make this a bit of a reunion every year we just catch up and set the year up and it's because everyone else loves it and so do I. Last year we spoke about except the rebel sport kid and my husband and Dave Asprey in the car who except, nearly except for those you know, ones fell over. Do you remember what we spoke of last year? No, you don't. I'm going to remind <laughs> you. We spoke the Should, two. The I've two, done my homework. <laughs> the two main things were stress cycles. Yes. Okay, that's a good thing to talk about. Definitely. Could you give us a quick recap of what a stress cycle is? Yes. So a stress cycle is when our unhelpful thoughts yep. drive these unhelpful feelings that drive unhelpful behaviours. Now, notice I didn't use the word positive or negative. I didn't say they're bad or they're negative. They're just thoughts and feelings and behaviours that are not helping us. So obvious ones are sitting on social media. Social media can be used in a really positive way, and I want to talk about that today at some point. Um, But when we're just scrolling mindlessly and it's, you know, 10 o'clock at night or 11 o'clock at night and we're in bed trying to, before we go to sleep, that's not very helpful. And so this then drives these, you know, really unhelpful feelings in our body that then drive, you know, these sort of feelings and thoughts that keep us in the stress cycle. So what should be a time of recharge and rejuvenation when we're lying in bed about to go to sleep we're actually getting stuck in this stress cycle and we never get a break from it. And so perhaps it's like I walk the dog and I'm having these thoughts of like replaying conversations I've had with people during the day and things I haven't done. They're making me feel very tight and anxious. And now when I'm walking the dog, I'm also trying to read emails on my phone. That rather than an activity which could break that stress cycle and recharge me is now keeping me trapped in that stress cycle and is perpetuating that burnout. And I 
I'm never, ever getting that recharge that I need. Breaking them again, what's just the quickest way to break a stress cycle? There's a number of different ways, but we want to break that stress cycle in a way that we are taking our nervous system out of that fight and flight and danger, danger, danger into this rest, recharge, recovery mode. So we can't be running away from a tiger or, oh, no, we can't be fighting that tiger and sitting in our cave and recovering at the same time because we're wired like cavemen, remember. We can either be in fight mode or run mode, escape mode, or relax and heal mode. So anything that puts us into that rest, digest, healing mode. So breath work, Mm -hmm. which we want to talk about today, um, touch, a good hug, grounding, getting our feet on the ground, being out in nature, cold water, actually, you know, infrared saunas, warm water, all of these things are going to put us really quickly into that rest and healing mode. How good is it as well? I don't know if this is like actually a a proven fact, but for me, I know the physical side of things is really important and we'll touch on this stuff later, but it doesn't mean that it necessarily works straight away, does it? You've got to like bank bank up the work of you know, being um, active or sweating and and those like endorphins, they sort of build up over time. It's not just an instant release. Is that right? Well, yes and no. So instantly I can take my system from fight and flight into rest and recover. So we can do an exercise right now, which involves turning your head and holding your arms in a particular way. And what will happen pretty quickly within, you know, a minute of doing it, you're going to either yawn or you're going to swallow, which is a sign that I've now switched over into that nerve rest nervous system, you know, and we can do that instantly. Mm. But if I don't spend any time there, I'm not really recharging and rejuvenating. Now, what you're talking about, getting my heart rate up and sweating, which is releasing, you know, dopamine and all these different things that make us endorphins, that make us feel good. Yeah, we need to get our heart rate up for that. We need to, you know, be working for that. So there's, you know, we have to start understanding that there's different tools for different needs. So journaling is not the only way to, you know, process all these unhelpful thoughts. Meditation is not the only way. You know, getting our feet in ground is not the only way. We need to know what works for us Mm. and what do we actually need? Am I anxious or do I have poor sleep cycles? Or am I really down and unmotivated? Or am I overwhelmed? What's going on for me? And then let me bring the right tool to it. I was such a big like victim of going, oh my God, I found breathwork. That's going to fix everything yes. problem I have. And it's just not the case. It's like, I think I had a massive epiphany over the break going, it's not one thing. It's having like 50 things on a tool belt and then knowing when to implement which one. Absolutely. Like here's a really great example. Meditation can be incredible to, now there's a whole lot of different meditations. So if you are a meditation expert listening to this, I'm just talking about general, um, like if I sat and I closed my eyes and I did a form of meditation where I was controlling my focus. Maybe I was holding my focus in between my eyes on my third eye, or perhaps I'm holding my uh, focus introspectively on something going on in my body, or I was holding my focus on something external to me, a particular noise or something I could see. That meditation is gonna do an incredible job at building my focus. And sometimes if we do that in the right way, I would not recommend you do that before bed. It Mm. can actually stimulate this focus. I think every athlete should be using that as a tool to train their ability to stay in the moment. But if you're 
anxious and you're getting tripped up by anxiety rather than getting tripped up by being distracted, then you're far better to bring a breath routine into your day and have five minutes of a particular breath routine or start your day with a breath routine. That is going to do more for your anxiety than closing your eyes and, and holding you know, holding yep. your focus on your third eye. I've, I've learned a, a little talking about the tool belt and you can pick these up from anywhere, right? Like they're just like these little parts that we do. And I picked one up from a conversation I had with my brother-in-law when we we're going on a run. And when I was feeling really anxious the other day, I've been anxious lately and there was this one thing I learned and it was about a, bre- a certain breath work that had resonated with me like really well. And it was the one where you do like the really deep breath, then a little bit more yeah, and then you release. Cyclic, it was, sighing breath It's the work. first one that's like really just clicked with me and it's, yeah. it's probably not one that you use in all the time, but it's more to just instantly be able to break you out of feeling really shit. Yeah, so you've stolen my thunder because we are going to talk yeah, about we that. Will. We're going to talk about that today, and we'll Good. actually take people through how to do that breath work. Definitely, let's get into it. Then go. Yep. Let's start your um, because as I said, we flipped the episode on its head, and I put the producing back on you and said, "Sorry, here's seventy two hours notice. Bring up some content. We're going to do a bit of a workshop." We are. Yeah, like this it. came about through a conversation with you and I. Yes. Did you tell me that this is what you wanted for, you told me what you wanted for this year. Do you remember what that was? Discipline. Yeah. So explain that. Why did you say that? So I I noticed a while ago, since leaving footy, Mm. I remember, and this isn't just about drinking or going out or anything like that. It's more just discipline in everything I do, whether it's eating, knowing I have to go to the gym, um, knowing I have to relax or just being present, whatever it is. I found that it's very easy if you don't have something to ground you like a, you know, going to training or something like that. Like I'd go out on the weekends, but no, I can't drink. I've got training on Monday. Can't do this. I've got training on Monday. Can't go to this party. I've got footy on the weekend. And it wasn't necessarily because I had footy, but it was a good excuse that I didn't have to do the things I didn't want to do. Yeah. And this, over the, probably the last couple of months, a oh, couple of years, sorry, I found that I just am going to things, not wanting to be there, but just because of one, I feel like I have to, and two, the discipline of just making the harder call on things I just don't make, whether that's, you know, having a few beers when I really don't want to be drinking, I might even have a headache and can't be bothered. I know I've got a big week, but it's the fear of saying no to doing something or I'm too, um, yeah, in my head, I'm just too, I'm not as disciplined to be able to make those decisions. So when you say that to me, you know, a lot of people, so many of your listeners right now mm-hmm. have similar things going on for them. Maybe they want to be more disciplined or maybe they want to be more controlled with their impulses. Like yeah. two out of my four children have come to me saying they have ADHD based on TikTok. I think we all do. Like I everyone know. is thinking Literally. they've got ADHD. <laughs> we have a good laugh about that in the office. It's just like, I think we all have ADHD, don't we? That's just we like We are laugh. all on a spectrum yeah. for sure. And particularly athletes, you know, so many athletes come to me with things either around obsession or attention control. It's like, what do you think's making you so good mm-hmm. at, you know, hitting a cricket ball all day, every day? Like if you don't have some level of that wiring, you're not going to be great athlete. But yeah, so a lot of your listeners resonate with this. And where we tend to go to is at the start of the year, we go, I want to change. I want to become more disciplined or I want to have better impulse control. And so we just expect that by saying that, then, well, that's going to happen. And I'm just going to do it. I'm just, I'm, I'm just going mm. to do it. But what we're forgetting is that 
the output of our behaviours, how we behave in that moment is a product of what we are thinking and what we are feeling and actually more what we're feeling than what we're thinking. So 80% of our messages go from our body up to our mind. So our body's feeling a particular way after a hard day at work or someone's frustrated us or someone said something, our body's responding, then our brain thinks something and then we just act on it. Now for you, that might be just having a beer. Now, What could have been going on for you was that you in that situation felt a little bit uncomfortable, felt like, uh, you know, people are are watching me. You're having thoughts around, oh, I don't want to be the party pooper or I don't want people to judge me. So you have a beer. And so it's not just making the decision to stop having the beer or stop saying that thing and reacting a particular way. It's actually understanding the thoughts and behaviours around that And having a clearer picture of how I want to behave, like actually looking at the whole thing and having a plan around it. So I was telling you that typically my approach to the year is that I get a word for the year. Now, I've had words like light and action and, you know, I think the word over January for me was me, you know, which to me meant putting myself first, my own needs. Here's how I normally find my word for the year. So if I'm helping a client, I do this great visualization and, you know, they go into their subconscious mind. I know this lady, she's saved in my phone under the name of Guru Vicky. Uh, She is, so her last name, I can't even pronounce her last name, Vicky Anthonus. She's a chiropractor who does a particular form of therapy called NET, which they use a lot in um, America. I've sent a hell of a lot of athletes to her. She has a lot of Broadway production, you know, theatre, what do you call them, performers. Um, It was Rob Mills, the Australian Idol dude, who sat next to me at a charity function, went after Will's accident and said, you need to see this lady. You know, Will sees her. So... NET is basically um, where your body, and this is what I want to talk about today, that your body holds all of these feelings and this trauma and it's stored in there. And this is what's re-triggering us and, you know, leading to us taking certain behaviours at certain times. Really great for athletes who are injured. They've done a hammy. Now every time they're on a lead, they pull up, even though their hammy is fine. Then once they've done some work with Vicky, that trauma stored in their body and that fear in their body is released. And so now that they're able to go on the lead. So typically every January I ring her. She always has incredible words for herself and I sort of steal them. That's how I come up so with my just word. Don't, is she, is it physically she removes them or is it like, did you see her physically or is it like? Yeah. Online? So this is where <laughs> anyone I send to her, I'm like, don't judge it, just do it. Yeah. Uh, um, She uses um, some kinesiology to muscle test different responses to particular questions she asks you. And I know you're going to go, I still don't know what you mean, but she'll ask you questions around certain incidences in your life and she'll use muscle testing to um, find out where the trauma is stored and then she'll use particular tapping in places in your body. Now, in... I know that just sounds it so. It doesn't. I actually find that sick. Woo woo. Yeah. But in America, they use it a lot, or overseas, they use it a lot. I, I have sent athletes who are not sleeping well, are not eating well, particularly around finals time, and they have a session with her, and they drive straight to a cafe to eat. It's effectively what I was saying: turning that fight and flight off. So great 
I've sent that many kids who have had anxiety over COVID to her because it's in our body. We keep thinking, we keep talking about this mental work like it's just going on in our head, but most of it is in our body and it's sending messages up to our mind. And then these thoughts and feelings are making us take behaviours that are not serving us very well at all. And here's the biggest problem. We are, with our work from home situation now, we're spending a lot of time on screens sitting there. So these feelings in our body are getting very stuck. So if we are just sitting and we're not moving our body, the emotions in our body is just there and we're constantly in that stress cycle because we're never getting up and moving and sending a message to our mind, hey, I'm safe, everything is good, my posture's open, I'm smiling, I'm moving, I'm breathing. So we're just stuck in this stress and we're taking behaviours from that. We've got really off topic now. No, I we? love it. I, I really do. I'm, I want to see this lady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no yeah. she, she's, she's great. Well, it's just interesting, isn't it? Because like anyone out there that's you know gets anxious, you, you feel it first before you, you think it. You feel it first, and you and just get that tr- overarching feeling in your chest, and you're just like, "Fucking hell!" And then it goes to your head, you know, not the other yeah. way. I want people this year to think of that like an alarm system in their body, and imagine we've got two alarm systems, like we've got a background alarm system and a foreground alarm system. And so when you and I go out into the world, let's say we go to cross the road and a car nearly hits us, that foreground alarm system goes off and then it calms down again. You know, we take a few breaths, we check in on our environment, we're safe, that calms down. But for a number of people, that background alarm system is on constantly. We're very used to that feeling of having slightly tight shoulders, slightly short breath, being a bit hypervigilant around people pleasing and doing the right thing and getting my work done. We're sitting in that state and then something actually happens. So our boss calls us in for a meeting or, you know, there's an accident on site when we're working or as an athlete, we get dropped and that foreground alarm goes off But it doesn't settle back down because the background alarm's going. So now we're screwed because we don't have this ability to regulate ourselves. And this alarm is constantly going off in our body. And then we are sitting behind a screen and not moving. And so this alarm is just going because if you think about a caveman, when its alarm goes off that there's a tiger there, we do something about it. We run towards a, you know, the tiger or we run away or we freeze or we do something to take action. But we have these alarms going off on us, in us all the time, every time. And people are watching news, our social media feed. It's This alarm is just going and going and going. And then we sit online all day and we're not moving our body and we're not looking up and we're not getting sunlight and we're not opening our breath. Thousands of Aussies trust Aussie Broadband to keep them connected to the world, even when they're on the go. Because as well as reliable home internet, Aussie Broadband also offers flexible mobile plans with super generous data allowances and no locking contracts. Their 100% Australian-based support team are ready to help you make the switch. It only takes a few minutes. Aussie Broadband, the actual Aussie way. Search Aussie Broadband Mobile to find out more. T's and C's apply. 
And I'm so, I'm painting a very doomsday picture, well, aren't I? But it's yeah. <laughs> oh, to be honest, it's so like, real, deal. It is, like I, people I are struggling. It's really real. I'll be honest. Like I've been really struggling the last like month just with like that. Like I, I watch the news and I'm like fuck, and just feel you know it triggers something in my body and just feel tight and I don't know. I've been I have really struggled to be able to just like regulate. And bring yeah, back you just down. made a comment before when we were talking. You said mm. I've been struggling with anxiety lately. Yeah, just I don't know what it is. Is so that crazy. new for you? It's not like I've been since you know in sport. I had a lot of anxiety, but um, since leaving, it's been okay. But now I don't know. I just find myself just like really all of a sudden just freaking out over things, and it's more for me. It's like you know the book I was referencing a lot of stuff, but for me, it's like a form of self sabotage. Mm-hmm. I think, and it even goes back to the thing before about going, I don't want you to interview me because, you know, <laughs> like it's like I'm a flog <laughs> and like, you know, I probably the language where I'm so like big on being able to talk to yourself and be able to pump yourself up, like I've really lost that mm-hmm. and probably not being my own best friend enough and you just get in, like I feel like I'm one of those people you said before that's always quite, you know, I have that anxious side of me, which to be honest has actually served me in great mm-hmm. stead. Like it's not a, a bad thing. It's actually served me a lot of my life, but then there's the other side when it probably ticks over the other scale and you, you struggle to control it a bit more. Yeah, it's like an anxious reaction, like that fight and flight response serves us incredible well, mm. but incredibly well. That's why we have it as humans. You know, it keeps us alive. It keeps us safe. So, you know, it can propel you in a football game. Um, but when that background alarm never calms down, then we're constantly in this hypervigilant stage. Mm. We get no rest. We get no recharge. It, it wears us out. And what first is like this, you know, really motivating and it makes me move quickly and do things fast and tick off my to-do list, eventually for some people they can get exhausted and now they're lying in bed and they're flat and they're heavy and they're tired and they've got very depressive state. But Mm. what is worse is it's called functional freeze. So think of an animal in the wild when a predator comes, they freeze and they freeze in that state until the threat passes. What's happened to us is that in our workplaces, we can't fight people and we can't always run away. So we've got really good at this freeze response, which is just procrastination, um, not making a decision, you know, just even though it's social media, I'm doing something, I'm actually frozen in the work I'm supposed Mm. to do. But once that immediate threat passes, we sort of come out of that free state a little bit, but we're still sort of in it. And now we're in functional free state where I am people pleasing, perfectionism, like like I'm watching over myself. I'm watching myself just tick off my to-do list, get it done. I'm numb to my life. I'm, you know, just moving through the motions of my life because really I'm in this free state. And so I believe all of the online working from home is making us in this functional free state, just sit at my desk, tick it off, get on the online meetings and, you know, I'm watching my world unfold, but I'm not in it. I'm not living it. I'm not experiencing the joy Mm. and I'm numb to the pain. So I'm just flatlining everything. Now, for someone who's on a, you know, work site, 
you're like, well, I am moving my body. Yeah, but you're still, you're just going through the motions. Your body's sore. It's full of inflammation. You're not connected to why you're there or what you're trying to do. You're just ticking the job list off, getting done so that you can get home to your beer or whatever it is. And it, it can go from serving you well to not serving you well. I would question with you that your change in life circumstances is driving a hypervigilance around the world, your work. You're becoming a dad, yeah. right? And so yeah. now it's like I've got to bring a child into this world. And do you know what's also really funny that's not funny, but it's like, you know, we can talk about it later, but like obviously the last sort of 12, 24 months has been challenging in a way of like, you know, I've had some stuff going on with my dad and then the IVF stuff with Jazz, and now that those sort of things are going really well, I'm like, I don't have anything to fucking worry about anymore. So why don't we just overthink everything you've ever done in your life and try and find something? Like I'm I'm trying to personally just find something to like stress about. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what your book, your self-sabotage mm. book talks about, but, you know, we get very familiar to that anxious feeling. We mm. get very familiar with busyness. We get very familiar with overwhelm. And so when we're not in that emotional state, it feels uncomfortable for us. So it's like we put ourselves back into it because that's our comfort. That's mm. what we know. And, um, you know, I have a daughter. She's just finished her law degree. You know, she's done an incredible job, you know, valedictorian of Bond and off to a big top-tier law firm. But she's been in this state of people-pleasing anxiety for a long time. And she had the year off this year. And watching her and it was me forcing her to say, no, you're not doing it. She's had some travel, but around that travel, it's like, you're not doing anything today. You are just resting, going in the sauna, catching up with friends. That was so uncomfortable for her because she's used to being in a state of overwhelm and busyness. Yeah. And it yeah. was like she was seeking it out. Yeah. And I have to worry about something and I have to tick off a something. And so we have to retrain ourselves into being able to be still. That takes work and it takes looking at, which comes to our workshop, right? Because here's a work piece around it. It takes work and deliberate and purposeful work, but I'm also conscious if the work is too much, then that is another thing that I can get wrong. You know, I know I'm driving around, but Oscar Piastri mm. is, I don't know if you're going to ask me about him, but he's F1 this year. Yeah. He signed with McLaren? McLaren has yeah. taken Daniel Ricciardo's. Unbelievable. And Daniel's gone back to bloody Daniel. I know him. He's gone back to Red Bull. As a reserve driver. Yeah, no, he's gone back as a, yeah, as a driver. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think so. No, reserve driver. Reserve driver. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. you're not going to see him on the grid. Um, but one of the things for Oscar, I have been with Oscar for many years now, so been with him right from F3 to F2 to now into F1. And, you know, we have a little routine of how we work together, but you step into the F1 world and now everyone wants a piece of you yeah. and everyone wants their thing to be the thing that helps Oscar Piastri, yeah. you know, and, you know, they've got the great idea that's going to do this and going to do that. So I feel like my role with Oscar right now is minimising the mental work so that it's one less thing that he has to get right. So rather than coming in and I want you doing this and that, it's like, okay, Oscar, how can we get this to something that serves you without being something else you've got to learn, get good at, do. And that's when I'm saying to you, the work that you do around this anxiety 
can't be to the point where it's another thing that I'm fail at and I'm no good at yeah. and I, I can't get it right. So the word for me has always been like a, I'm, I am looping back to my story about <laughs> how I find my word. You know, I stole it <laughs> off Vicky because I'm a fraud of a therapist who, uh, you know, doesn't do the work herself. So I just steal it off someone else who I think's a guru and knows better than me. Probably because I never did the work myself to find that word. Mm. By the end of the year, I couldn't remember what it was and obviously was not using it as a way to guide me. So I'm doing something different this year. Love it. And I'm I have given you homework so that you, you can have. do it with I, me. This is the first homework I've ever done in my life. Really? Did I got you do through it? school without doing anything. Yes. I did it. Yeah. So what I asked you to do was to take one page. Yes. And on that one page, what I wanted you to write down was what do I want in these particular categories? So yeah. the categories were relationships, work finances, physical health, emotional health, spiritual health, if that appeals to you. So basically, as I've said, behaviours and choices that don't serve us, we want more impulse control, we want you know more discipline, we want helpful habits. First, we've got to know, well... What does it look like? What does it look like? If I want all this stuff, if I want to be more disciplined and have better impulse control, what, what does it look like and what does it look like in those specific areas of my life? Now, you don't have to sh share them all, but I'm you can off, share off, them yeah, all. Yeah, I'll be sharing them all, yeah. This is my secret way of getting That's the way to do it. Yeah, you like, I'm getting back in control. I'm like now. it, yeah. <laughs> all right, so all what right. are we going with first, relationships? Yeah, let's start with well, relationships. I hope I've done this homework right, but I, oh. I feel like I have. Okay, see that immediate drop into... I'm a fucking loser. Uh, you know, I, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and fear of other people's opinions <laughs> and I'm not good All enough right, well, and I'm hopeless at yeah. homework and I've always been ho uh, hopeless my whole life. Yeah. You know, this is the best fucking homework you've ever seen. You sit back and relax okay. and watch this. Okay? Nice. Go. Relationships. Uh -huh. Straight away when I thought about this, this is a, obviously a really important one to me. So um, I'm going to be a dad soon, which is going to be huge. It's going to be really special. So I just want to be like, I hope this doesn't sound too generic, but I just want to be as present as, uh -huh. as I can in, in that whole experience. And I feel like this next two months for me is building up to just getting work in a position where I can really just take some time and take the back seat. And I'm actually pre-planning to, you know, not really be here as much, but have pre-planned episodes, give myself really time like to just be at home as much as I can. But also, you know, I love being here as well. So there'll be parts where I'm, I'm really lucky that I'm very flexible with that sort of way it is. Okay, let me ask you this. Yeah. What do, when you say, because I have heard you on a few different mm. podcasts because I'm a multiple guest that you keep you inviting back. Yes. Uh, when, yes. You, when you say present... What do you mean by that? Because he, do you know how many people say to me, I'm going to be more present this year? Yeah. So what it means to me is when I'm, I, I find, even what we are talking about before, you know, those stress cycles of like when I'm with Jars and mum and I'm with my dad and these things, like I'll be talking, but then all of a sudden I pick up my phone and start scrolling mid-conversation. Mm -hmm. I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? Like there's nothing on my phone, but it's just this reaction of I need to be doing something at all times. Yeah. So I think for me it's like finding something that, is present and we're not just doing something mindlessly together. So even for a relationship with my mum, which is like incredibly special to me, but I found that when I was living in Sydney, we had this incredible relationship because when she came up and visited, we just spent the weekend together. We went out to dinner. She stayed at the house. Um, we went for walks around Paddington. I was showing her Sydney versus now I'm home. You know, life gets busy. She comes around. She wants to do my washing and then leaves. Mm -hmm. I'm like, that's, I don't want to spend time with her like that. Like it's not quality time. So 
I've written down even a couple of things that I want to do with my mum and dad this year. So like one is I love going to the movies with my mum. Like we just love going to the movies and we, we you know, try and do that a lot. And, you know, she's got two grandkids now on the other side. So share time's limited. But I think that's a really cool thing for us to still just keep our relationship um, at its peak. Yep. And dad is another one that, you know, it's, you know, he's not, as I said, I'm trying to cut down on doing things that aren't as great for me. And, and he's not drinking anymore, which is great. Two years clean wow. of alcohol, which is just fuck. You know, I don't give him anywhere near the credit he deserves. Yeah. Um, that's not awesome. that, you know, it's just, you know, it doesn't get celebrated enough. But for me, it's been interesting because, like, our thing would have gone, let's go have a beer or something like mm. that. But now, you know, developing a new way to have a relationship that's not revolving around that. Um, so one that I've even picked up last night was just going for a swim in a sauna. Like that's what we used to do when we were a kid. Like he'd always just like after a game, we'd always that. go for a swim and have a sauna. So that's something I really want to focus on doing yep. with, with him. With Jazz, you know, I find that we have a really incredible relationship already. You know, we work together every day. We're at home together all the time. We do everything together on the weekend. So she's sort of intertwined as she can. But actually, this is maybe one for the young parents. I was in Byron last week and we caught up with some some friends that um, they have three kids and they live in Byron Bay, which is away from family and friends. And, you know, I can imagine I don't have kids yet, but to, you know, when the baby comes along, it's very easy to just have your life about that. And we're talking to this couple and in Byron, they have a babysitter, but you can't, because it's so scarce to like get one, you have to book in hours to actually have them per week. So you have to guarantee X amount of hours of babysitting per week. And I was like, well, they said that's actually so good. Not well, one, because it's you've got it there, but you have to use those hours. Yeah. So even when they don't need it for the week, they're like, well, fuck, we have to go out for dinner or something because we've got these hours locked in. If we don't use them, we're just paying someone to do nothing. Yeah. So that was something that we've already identified. Maybe it's going to be worth doing to force us to be able to mm. stay connected. Yeah, love it. I like how what you're talking about is those really quality connections. Mm. So we know as one of our fundamental needs for our health and well-being is quality social connections. It doesn't have to be quantity. You don't have to be at the pub every night or see 50 million friends. You can have a few good close people in your life, but how you connect with them needs to be quality. With the present thing, this is I'm saying this to you, but I'm also mm. saying it to the listeners, Present is not being slower or doing less or, you know, having more time. Even if your mum comes over to do the washing, it's like in that moment I'm actually hearing her, I'm seeing mm. her, I'm really, you know, if I'm hugging her, I'm touching her, I'm feeling that connection. So to be present when you're talking about presence in your relationship, it doesn't, don't get that confused with the quality, quality. connection. Mm. Is that so you can it, still it can do those things, those, but be quality, yeah. It's yeah. like I can come home from work with Juz and be present with Juz and the baby, and I might only have five minutes, but I can be fully present in that. Actually, see them, hear them, and yeah. it's not just not having my phone there. It's actually being fully engaged with them. And that doesn't have to be a time thing. So people out there who are like, well, I don't have the time like Dill does to go for a swim and a sauna or I can't mm. afford to da, da, da. It's like you can be on a phone call and be present on that phone call. Mm. You can be in an, uh, you know, a online, a FaceTime or a Zoom and be fully present in that. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great point. Okay, so work is take a back seat and um, like well, create it. 
Okay, got yeah, it. Yeah, so work's the next one. Yeah. I've actually, this one's I've probably thought about a lot. I did a really, people who listen to the show a lot will know that I've made a really cool friend in a guy named Ali Tarai that I met last year and I've learned a lot from him around this space. You know, he's a really successful guy, but seems to just just give you bits of wisdom on on those sort of things. And for me, I've done a bit of work on like recalibrating and like working out what you actually want. And the notion of this is around, you know, when you're 26, you look at everything in your life and you go, wow, this is what I wanted when I was 18, but it's not what I want now. Mm. So for me, I looked at that and I was like, fuck, like, I don't want to be Joe Rogan. Like, I really don't want to be the biggest podcaster in the world. It's not something I want to be. Like, I'm so happy with the listeners we have now, this incredible community. Mm. All I want to do is maintain and grow that relationship and have what we have and just like build it to where it is. And I'm really happy with that. Like, if we didn't get one, like, I'd love to reach more people to obviously spread messages of everyone else and, and help them. But for me, it's not about being the biggest show in the world. And I, I honestly, it's not something that's really there. So, in that, it comes to like knowing when is enough. And, to be honest, like if it didn't grow any more than it was now, I'm talking about the business in itself. Like I come here every day and with like really incredible people, work with my best mates, got such a cool office. Like I love it where it is. And it's like I obviously we want to keep striving because it's – I can honestly say that I've learned this is it's not about the destination, like being a big business or a company, but it's a journey to get there. So obviously I still want to reach for those goals because the journey is the fun part, like getting to that. Well, I love sitting in meetings and trying to – get deals and all this sort of stuff. Like it's awesome because that's the cool part, but I know it's not about that. It's actually the journey of it. Mm. Well, that's a when I, then I stuff that we talked yeah. about last podcast. Um, you know, when I have a bigger podcast and I'll do this or when my business is bigger, then I'll do that. It's actually being present again, being in what you're doing and what you have built, built and, and getting the joy and the fulfillment and the purpose from that. So that's mm. that's a good one. I like that one. The one of that, so I'll keep going on that just quickly is I realised too, I was like, you know, the opportunity cost. And when you explain it to someone, you can think about it in your own job maybe you're in now. It's like you could earn X dollars. Say you could earn $200,000 in an office job, but in that time you don't get to see the outdoors, you don't hang around with anyone, maybe the purpose in the job isn't as fulfilling, or you could earn hundred grand. You could work with the coolest team ever. You can take days off when you want. And I think for me, that was a big one as well. Going, what's the opportunity cost to you? Like, is that 100 grand worth yeah. not having this awesome life that I want? And yeah. for me, I'm this year sacrificing things and things that are coming in going, that's awesome. But you know what? I love on Thursday having a day off to go play golf if yeah. it's possible. And I, and I totally get that, and this will come into the next one with finances, I get that there's parts like that you've got to pick and choose and you can't be happy and content all the time. But for me, that's really important to enjoy what I'm doing. Yeah. Otherwise, I know it's just going to go downhill. Yeah, I think it's important to say, you know, along that work that some people don't have the luxury of going, um, oh, you know, I'm just happy where I'm at. And, you mm. know, they do need to, or they want to, or they do need to progress. Definitely, or they, definitely. You know, have to grow this business or they have to, um, you know, work in a space that they don't want to work. Looking at what I want from work doesn't necessarily have to sound like you because that sounds really amazing. It can sound like, you know, that I want in my work to be productive and effective so that I get to the end of the day and I, you know, and have enough space in my mind to go home mm. and connect to my family really well. So even if you're listening to this and you're not in a position where, yeah. you know, your work is a place of joy and, you know, enough, I'm just happy with where I am. And I'm always acutely aware that a lot of people work for them 
is a struggle and a grind yeah. that they would they have to do rather than they get to do. And I know, you know, there's a lot a lot of affirmations out there saying I get to do this today, but the reality is, you know, for some of us, work is not that space. Yeah. But so when you're doing this piece of homework, think about, well, maybe work for me is like I just want to show up because we lose a lot of energy sitting in our job. I hate this. I don't want to go there today. This is the worst. My boss is blah, blah, blah. You know, I want work to be a neutral environment where I don't attach emotionally to it and I just get through the end of the day. That's okay as well. Yeah. And I'd like to say like because I'm now thinking in my head, oh, fuck, that was a shit thing to say because people don't. Oh. No, no, but I'm, I'm also thinking and I'm not thinking that is it's like to be honest, I've done that work before. Like yes. I've been at that stage where mm. and people think, you know, all you've done is play footy and done this. But like I have worked minimum wage jobs when I played footy and I fucking hated it. Mm. But somehow you can find a, a different thing if you want to or you, you can justify whatever you're doing in different ways. Because, for example, like someone I respect the most in the world is my mum and she works, she worked nine to five for the same company her whole life and she worked to live and like her biggest thing was coming home to see her family. So it's like I know people have different goals but for me something really important is to work and have purpose and yeah. and do that. So like definitely didn't want to, yeah, I'm not saying to people that oh, I understand. No, I, I, I didn't think no, you were no, saying No, no, but it's, that, just, but it's worth think... saying because people don't have the same goals. Like some people just want to, they love working and they want to do it like that. Some people want to do things. So again, that's why it's so healthy yeah. to do this exercise. Absolutely. Okay. Finances. Finances. Fuck, it's an interesting topic, isn't it, finances? It's super stressful. But for me, that's a massive thing this year is to actively, like, put a plan in place. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I've definitely had a lot of financial stress early in my life and even when I stopped playing footy, it was a really stressful thing and it was one of those times where I was like, I'm just not going to even look at this. I don't want to think about it because it was too hard. But I have a really, I've had some really cool advice and had some incredible people around me to give a lot of information. But then ultimately, at the end of the day, um, they've said that it's up to you what you you do. You know, you can bring in all these sort of things, but it's up to you. So, what else would you say for that? No, I think category? that's I think that's fantastic. Like you're just saying, I want to educate myself more. Yeah. I want to put a plan in place. You know, someone else might be, I want to put enough money away for X. Yeah. You know. And that's fine. Uh, I um, I think that's a great one. Well, even on that as well, just on like the not the stress and the finance of it, but like having something that I just didn't think about is is you know having a family. Like you you drop from one wage to uh, two wages to one, which is something again. It's a bit of a a thing. Oh, geez, like that's a big thing to have. But you just you make yeah. it work. Like you just, yeah. And for like, some people, then it's childcare costs and you know little baby Nike sneaker costs and nappies and yeah formula and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. All of that stuff. Huge. Fun to come. Yeah. Okay. Um, physical health. Physical health, really important one to me this year. Um, I think I say it all the time, but like this has been a part of my life as far as I can remember. And I definitely dropped off it a lot and didn't understand how much of an impact that was having on me for a while. But yeah, running and I've actually just picked up doing body fit lately, which I really, really what enjoy. Is that? So it's like a, it's like an F45, but it's, you go there, you don't have to think about it. You just get in, get it done, 45 minutes, and it's awesome. Yep. Like I really like it. It's like, yeah, strength, cardio, 45 minutes, in and out, bang, done. And again, if someone's listening to this and they're not, can't afford body fit or they yep. are not at that level, you know, a really good one for this one is what do I want? I want to move for an hour. Yep. Just move your body for an hour a day. Like try and do that. Well, it's like the habit stacking stuff we spoke about yeah. last time, right? Like even the, the goal stuff about – if you, I, I fell in this trap as well um, recently. 
I was like, I'm going to do Feb fast, not drinking for the whole month. Mm-hmm. Four days in, I was like, I can't, like, this is yeah. ridiculous. I know. That's start how, fucking that's small, how I man. Start, you know? Yeah. And then I was like pissed off with myself. I was like, this is, what an idiot. Like, why do you, you've already stuffed it up. Yeah. It's like, I'm going to go to the gym every day. It's like, it's not possible. Do yeah. it once a week for a month. Yeah, absolutely. So if you are like physical health is really something that one you've never had an interest in, it's not ever been on your radar, just movement for 30 minutes a day, yeah. you know, that can be parking your car further away from work or, you know, getting your coffee. But that is um, a good one. So when you say, what, more ru- more running? What are you doing? That one wasn't very clear. Running, yeah. I think running for me is just one that, as I was saying, when I see my psych, she always says to me, like, if I say, first thing is she says, have you been running? Yeah. Because we've just put such a direct correlation into if I'm moving and just burning some energy, like I'm always feeling a lot better. Yeah. So, um, you, so I would encourage you to be a bit clearer around something like mm. I want to um, prioritise my physical health. I want to prioritise yeah. my running so that, um, you know, four times a day it's in the diary. Yeah. You know, so that you have more of a plan than I just, just want to run. Do, I want to yeah. run. Yeah. The only thing that's found with that, Emma, lately is I am getting older and I'm tearing a lot of carbs. Really? Like, a lot. You need to go and see Vicky. I, oh, I need to see Vicky for a few things. Yeah. 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 The calves are just bombing like they, they're just blowing up. Do you have many calves? Do you I have, have two. Right. Do yeah. You, yeah. Do you have very good ones? <laughs> no, not, like, no they, apparently not. They're, they're hardly even a muscle there, but they just, they just burn. Legs yeah. That... They just go. So um, that's a big one, to be honest, getting on top of that. And I've found that I was doing a couple of years ago, actually doing Kaiser. I'm doing that at that the moment. That is legit. So good. It is unbelievable. I mean, you could have to sell your house to pay for it. Yeah. It's, but... Well, it's on private health, though. If you sign up with, I signed up with GMHPA <gasps> and you get like the sessions on it. Really? Mm-hmm. That's how I did it. Right. GMHPA, okay. if no one has the private health. Yeah, I did it through that. <laughs> this is to have those I know. Fl- free plugs. We're going, well, no, this I, is I've the got first my private, episode of free I've, plugs. I moved private health to get with GMHBA so I could do Kaiser. Oh. Yeah. I've said it as Kaiser this whole time. I think it is Kaiser, to be honest. Right. I don't know how to say it properly, but it's really cool. For those people that don't know what it is out there, it's like a gym, but it's like Pilates, a gym, and a physio all in one. I'm usually there with most people are over 70. Yeah, but that's because they're wise. And they know that it's good for them. So I the rest it. of us, they we want to go to the gym like and do- sandals and yeah. random clothes. Yeah. <laughs> it's not going to get you like the best rig, I would say, for those out there looking to get improve the physique. But it's going to like really strengthen all those internal muscles. Like, so I did I it when I hurt my that. back. I wondered if this was going to help me actually. It'll I need you. it for strength. What have you? Have you got any injuries? No, but I'm just conscious that I just turned 50 and I want to be able to like get up and down off the toilet seat yeah. and reach things in cupboards. And yeah. No, it is like <laughs> you know. for anyone out there that has like bad back, but I swear by Kiza or Kaiser that it fixed my back yeah. like nothing. You know, I've been at AFL Club for eight years and a lot of the AFL it was boys the best do it, right? Yeah, they do now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's unbelievable. How do we get onto that? Schedule. I want you to schedule. Yeah, yeah I, want, I want you to be a bit clearer with that one. Yeah. Um, because you're going to have a baby, you're going to have work. First thing that's going to fall off your to-do list is your running. Yeah. You know, another one, I actually want to start, like, tr- I don't want to play footy on the weekends because I want to play mm-hmm. golf, but um, I want to start training with a footy club. So I'm going to probably go back and tr- start training with my old school just because I love connection. Actually, the connection, having yeah. a kick, having a laugh, and have been missing that sort yeah. of side of things. So I really enjoyed that as well. 
Yeah, I was talking to a young kid on the weekend about that very same thing. You know, they've got some stuff going on for them and I'm mm. like, you got to get back to your footy club, get around people, mm. not for the performance element of it, just, just the, the connection, the so journey. I there. had a business idea that no one liked a while ago and it was like a footy league where you don't play on the weekends but you just train with each other. So it's just like having fun on training. I like that. And then you don't have to play. Because like I don't want to play You're on the weekends. Shaking your head over yeah, there. Because Sam likes ga- he doesn't like training, but he likes playing. Whereas I'm like I can't bother playing, but I'd like to train. Because for your fitness, you get the sweat yeah. out. Like I love have a training. Little, like you have a bit of a match ten play on ten at the end. Sort of thing. At the yeah, end. yeah, yeah. So that was the goal. I like that. Okay, shout back out if on. you want to have a training league with me. Oh, okay. Emotional health. Yes. For this one, for me was last year. I see my psych like probably once a, every three to four weeks. Just check in, which has been huge for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, just continue to be really proactive with it, not reactive. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know it's going to be a really big year. So I just – for me, like I genuinely do just see this as like helping me digest and word vomit and have someone catch you out on your shit. And like that's why I love when we chat on the phone and we'll talk about what we did last year. But just hearing something sometimes when you say it out loud and someone goes, that was so stupid. And you're like, I know. But I, in my head – Mm. I didn't think it was stupid until I said it out loud. Yeah. We call that name entertainment, like yeah. actually looking at the stuff and seeing that it's normal and it's yeah. not true and everything else. But for some people, emotional health will be, well, I don't want to see a psych. I can't afford it or I don't want to or I don't really need to. Um, so if they're looking for things under emotional health, it's like perhaps they are listening to some podcasts okay. of that topic or reading particular books or, um, you know, there's little short courses that they can do. So it's just starting to, you know, perhaps a great one if you've never thought about your emotional health is like to start building my awareness around what is emotional health, mm. what what do I need, you know, and, and that comes from the reading and the listening and opening your world up yeah. that that exists. The, the other one as well was building the tool belt, just mm. like keep adding things that like I can add to that, you know, whether it's the breathing stuff we'll, we'll talk about. We've got um, mindfulness, we've got a happy place, we've got um, some hypno stuff that we did. Like the, I'm just feeling like I'm building a few more things mm. and each day I'm like, oh, fuck, oh, I don't need that for this but I need it for this. And yeah, I speak about it a lot but the, the great analogy of this was I was on a camp in Tasmania a while ago with David Butterfin who used to work at Carlton. We were going and doing this camp. They have a yep. business called Resilience Builders. I've told this story a few times but I just I think it's so valuable. And one of my biggest fears is the um, like a claustrophobic and we're doing the caving. Oh, yeah. oh and man, I couldn't do that. It was hard. Not with that mindset, you couldn't. No. <laughs> and he was talking about that and he was like, I said to him before, I was like, mate, like I don't really want to do this. Yeah. Like, and he goes, oh, that's fine. If you don't want to do it when you're there, you don't do it. And I was like, that's bullshit. I know you're going to make me do it. And we're going through it and he goes, look, there's three things you can do. And one is you go to your breath. You know, we talk about breath work. You get in there and, you you know, when you feel the anxiousness coming, go to your breath. I'm like, okay, cool, breath work. Because next one is you picture your happy place. Go to your happy place. For me, that was Bronte Beach, you know, driving down there on my scooter, getting a park, walking to the beach. And he goes, and the third one is you just fucking get it done. And I was like, okay. Anyway, went the thing, went to my breath, didn't work, went to my happy place, didn't work. And the last one was you fucking get it done and I got it done. And I was like, that is going on the tool belt. Yeah. That is one that gets on the tool belt yeah, because yeah. it's. I had the other two. They're great for certain things, you know, when I'm at home or when I'm doing this, but the fucking just get it done one was just like that's that's like been really getting used lately. 
Like I love it. Yeah, that was a big thing after Will's accident. We had a, you know, my favourite sort of saying and we said a lot in our family was I can do hard things. Mm. Just like I can just, I can do hard things. Just roll up your sleeves, get it done. You don't necessarily have to know how or why. Like lean into the discomfort, fundamentally know that he's not going to send, you know, put you in a situation where you're not going to survive it. Mm. The Thai cave thing didn't go well. Do you so, know the week before I had Richard Harris on the podcast? So I, it was like I had him on, the guy that went and saved everyone. And then you had to go And caving. then I went caving. That's hectic. Yeah. So it was cool. Yeah. Uh, I like that. Okay. Emotional health. Now, spiritual health. I, yep. I put in my text to you, like, only if that sort of applies for you. I didn't, you know, I'm really curious to see where you landed with that. Yeah. Well, again, I don't know what your sort of idea of that was, but I'll explain what mine was maybe and then you can see. that's the whole point of it. What does spirituality mean to you? Thank you. For me, this is going to sound super weird, but I've thought about this a lot. It's like when you, maybe when I've had a few beers and you're really contemplating the world, but a lot I thought about like was religion. And for a long time, I was like, I'm not religious like at all. Like I I think I was baptized as a kid, but I'm not into like a God or anything like that. But I thought about a religion a lot. And I was like, no matter if you don't believe in religion, what it does for people that do is incredible, right? Like you believe that there's a higher power on your side that is going to help you and stand by you and all these things. It's fa- it's incredible. And anyone that is religious, that's fantastic. But then I realised I actually am religious but just to the universe. Yeah, like, 100%. I walk around thinking that the universe is genuinely like my best friend. Yeah, got And I'm back. like, man, this this thing is just working with me yeah. like and I, not all the time don't get me wrong like there's sometimes I'm like fucking are we on the right track here are we on the same page like, sometimes it's we've got to have a conversation but i think i'm just having a deep belief that the universe has got my back yeah and you know getting weirder it's like i look at the plants and the sand and the ocean and you know the waterfalls that we talk about all those things of just getting back into nature and being around grass and you know playing golf and just being on the earth i'm just like you know, I'm feel a part of it. Yeah. I mean, we know that everything is energy, whether mm. it's a grass, the water, the trees, the us, we're all made up of energy. So when we use that word universe, we're sort of trusting that the energy of the universe is going to, you know, work in a way. Now, there's a, a doctor called Dr. Joe Dispenza. He talks a lot around, have you heard of Dr. No. Joe Dispenza? Oh, okay. So Joe Dispenza, he, uh, in fact, broke his neck, um, he was a triathlete. He was studying to become a doctor of, I think he's a chiropractor. He broke his neck in a bike riding accident with a truck and he effectively was paralysed with a spinal cord injury and he would lie in hospital and he would close his eye and he would meditate on the anatomy of his body and he healed himself. Now, I need to say that Will Murray is not necessarily going to be able to close his eyes and meditate and Mm. heal himself from spinal cord injury. Every spinal cord injury is a different injury. You knock out different nerves. I don't know what he knocked out. He might have had more spinal shock than anything else. But what that led him to is that he, for 25 years, studied meditation and frequency and energy. And so when we get into a particular energy, energetic state, they can measure that on like a brainwave and an MRI and I'm not a doctor, I'm probably saying it wrong, but they can measure that frequency. And when energy gets to a particular level, that starts to change 
matter. And, you know, so a lot of, he's done a lot of work in the cancer space on tumors. And he, he, I'm really paraphrasing what his beliefs are, but basically the energetic environment that the tumor grew in, if I can energetically change that, now it's a different frequency and that tumor can no longer grow in that energy. Just like if I put a plant in a different environment, it's not going to survive. You know, he's, look him up, he's got, you know, he's worldwide, he runs Mm. these retreats around the world. He's not renowned as being woo-woo, he's very science-based, very, very evidence-based. But what he's talking about energy, frequency, that is what you are saying is I believe in that. That's my religion. My religion is if I sit in a particular frequency, then I'm going to attract other frequencies. So if I'm sitting in a place of love, I'm going to attract love into my life. And then it looks like this universe that I believe in has my back, but Mm. it's energy that I'm holding my belief in. That's it. That's it, right? So I'm like... Hey, listeners, if you don't believe in God, great. I, I'm not going to judge you. I agree with you. What I have learned from the Bashahulis and the Alex Rance and, you know, these people that have exposed me in the AFL world to their religion, I'm like, sometimes I'm envious of Bashahuli. Yeah. Sometimes I'm like, wow, you have just, your faith keeps you so grounded and what I say, I, you've heard me talk about A game and B game and the B game is very noisy. It's the what ifs, if onlys, I can't do this, that's not fair. I believe what having a strong faith does is it minimises the B game. Even if it doesn't put you more into your A game, it quietens the noise down of why am I here, what's this about, what does this all mean? And so if you don't have that in your life, just learning more about how I can connect with my own frequency and how I can manage that to be serving me better to connect with the universe. I'm sounding like a kook now. No, man, I love it. Um, You love it. Everyone else has switched off. (laughs) The rebel sport kid is like, I'm out of (laughs) here. No, he loves the universe. (laughs) Uh, So tell me then, now that we've cleared up what spiritual health means to you, what, what do you want that to look like for you? Yeah, I, this is probably one where I have to actually get a little bit more structure around what it actually is rather than just being like, oh, okay, cool, let's look at the sun today or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, because like a lot of the time it's more when I'm in the moment, I'll just be like, oh, how cool. And like this is, you know, Jazzle, she could come on and talk about this. But whenever we're driving in the car, I, I, obviously eyes are on the road, but the one thing I love more than anything is looking at the trees like mm. as we're driving. So it's just sort of like knowing that I'm surrounded by things as it is. But, yeah, in terms of actually putting a structure in place, like I don't have anything that is a staple. Yeah, right. Well, It's this more is, just of a... Yeah, yeah, so this is where, you know, that meditation or prayer for some people or even the journaling or I know breathwork is physical health, but it can also be a very spiritual mm. thing if I'm really connecting to, you know, feeling that energy and getting into the energy that I want to put out into the world today. So for you, it might be around, you know, five, finding five minutes on your dog walk yep. where you actually pause and connect with that universal energy, mm. which I can teach you how to do that. But, you know, there's no right or wrong way to do that, but that's just you breathing. And for some people, it's putting out into the world what they want, you know, and sitting in the feelings and the energy of having what you want. Um, other people, 
it's a completely far more religious experience. Yep. Maybe for you it's someone's got to walk the dog right when you've yeah. got this baby. So it might be something along that or, yeah, or no connected phone. to your running. Yeah. For me, the big well, the, the reason I actually love the running is, is that reason of, of like I'm running. I'm breathing in oxygen at a faster rate that I'm I'm literally I'm breathing in and I'm just sweating out shit that I don't want in my body. And that's what I imagine happening. So when I'm running and I see the sweat, I'm like, cool. I need to I need I want to call the listeners out who say, yeah, no, running's my spiritual um, health and emotional health time. That's where I work through a thing. Running for most people is where they just go over their to-do list, what they haven't done, what yeah. they need to do. And then, and just because they're in the act of running, they think that it's my mindfulness, my presence, my emotional and spiritual and physical health all ticked off at once. Like, no, that it has to be very deliberate that if it's coming into your running, then it's a practice that is, you know, connecting you some way to your spirituality. Um, so we can't just go for a run every morning and think it ticks off all of these yeah. boxes. Yeah. Another one um, on the spirituality stuff as well that has been huge last year and I think like having a garden is such a lesson for life. Yes. Like I've started my garden, I've got obsessed with it, planted everything. I was like this is my spiritual fucking thing ever and then all of a sudden a month later, you know, I wasn't seeing any progress so I was like, oh, fuck this for a little bit. And now all my plants are like starting to die. So I was like, it was such a strong thing for me. And I, again, I overthought into it a lot, but I was like, isn't this such a interesting thing of where I'm at right now? Because the garden, everything in life now, you can sort of do something and see a reaction straight away. Whereas like a garden is you have to plant something, you have to continue to water it and work at it. You have to be consistent with it. And then in a year's time, you'll see some growth and a lot of the time now we just want growth straight away. But it's something that this is like has to teach us that like things just don't happen overnight. You've got to keep hustling until you see that sprout. Yeah, like this is spinal cord injury, right? Mm. It's like mm. I'm working in this gym every single day to hope that it's building neural pathways to my body to one day for that body to have a new neural pathway connected that can make something move. Mm. But I have to do it with blind faith that, Without seeing it. Without spurt, seeing yeah. it. Yeah. You know, that one day it's going to come. Have you heard of the, like, how bamboo grows? Yes. Yeah. Maybe you might be better at explaining it then. Okay. <laughs> I'll do it from okay, memory. Give it a so I don't know if this is too far, but apparently I remember saying that it was, um, I remember hearing, sorry, that it was you plant bamboo and it takes up to 100 years. I thought it was 20. Maybe it's 10. <laughs> <laughs> So whatever it is, I think it's yeah. 10. I think it might be 10. I thought it was... 20 or 10. Okay. Sam, can we fact check that while we're talking? Yeah. I think it's 10 years to even see a spurt. Yes. And the whole time that that's doing it is just building this Imagine unbelievable... Imagine it was 100 years. I don't know what it is. I don't even know how we got onto bamboo. Anyway, we don't need to know. We need to get back to that spiritual health Sorry. might challenge some of you. Yes. I'm okay if you don't even know where that is at the moment. I would rather you get your emotional health. If you don't even have emotional health, like maybe start with that start if you can't that. get spiritual yep. health. But for you, I think it's maybe a weekly practice yep. and it might involve some sort of guided visualisation. Mm. It seems as you don't know exactly what I'm believing in or yep. what it looks like or feels yeah. like. Yes. 
There you have it, fam. That was part one. Hope you enjoyed it. You made it to the end of that bad boy. And, uh, yeah, can't wait for hopefully you tune in on episode two as well. Uh, part two, sorry, as well. And uh, that'll be available now. So just go back to the feed, whether it's iTunes or Spotify, and you can listen to part two of that. Hey, something I always say, but I really don't take it for granted, is I appreciate so much that everyone listens to the show. You have no idea how much it does mean. But what is awesome, if you do want to help out, the subscribe button, the follow button, wherever you're doing it, and the rate and review button. Before you listen to our part two, if you really enjoyed and you haven't done it already, make sure you do that. Yeah.